This Cap Times podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. Learn more at exactsciences.com. Thanks for coming up tonight to see the state Senate candidate debate between Andrew McKinney and Melissa Sargent. I'm Chris Murphy, managing editor of the Cap Times. In just a moment, I'm going to turn the forum over to our moderator, Brianna Riley. But I want to take one quick moment to let you know that we are going to be having three more of these debates with different candidates in the upcoming weeks. As Brianna explains in today's excellent Cap Times cover story, there are four open legislative seats in the Madison area this cycle. That's something that hasn't happened in a really long time. And we're going to be bringing all those candidates to you. Uh, on July 8th, we'll have the candidates for Assembly District 48. On July 22nd, the candidates for Assembly District 76. And on Wednesday, July 29, the candidates for Senate District 26. If you go to captimes.com, you'll be able to find that information there too. So without further delay, I'm going to turn it over to Brianna, who is our politics reporter here at the Cap Times. Welcome, Brianna. Thank you, Chris, for that introduction, and thank you all for tuning in this evening to the Cap Times' 16th Senate District Democratic Primary Debate. Joining me tonight are Madison State Representative Melissa Sargent and Monona Grove School Board President Andrew McKinney. Representative Sargent has served on the Wisconsin Assembly since she was first elected in 2012 and is also a past member of the Dane County Board of Supervisors. Mr. McKinney was first elected to the school board in 2018. He also serves as a community school site coordinator at C.H. Bird Elementary School in Sun Prairie. Democratic voters in North and East Madison, plus communities like Monona, Cottage Grove, Sun Prairie, McFarland, and Stoughton, will choose between these two candidates on August 11th, and the winner will face the lone Republican in the race, Scott Barker, in November. Current Senator Mark Miller is not running for re-election. For this event, our two candidates will get two minutes each for their opening and closing statements. And in between, I'll be asking them some questions, some posed to both candidates and some individual ones. So thank you so much, um, both of you, for being here virtually with us. Um, We'll begin with opening statements. Prior to the start of this debate, Chris did a drawing, I think it was a coin flip, (laughs) to determine the order. And we will begin with Mr. McKinney. Mr. McKinney, you have two minutes to provide opening remarks. Thank you, Brianna, and thank you, Cap Times, for hosting this um, forum event uh, for this debate. Uh, my name is Andrew McKinney. I am currently, again, I am the two-time school board president of Monona Grove School Board, and I am also working as community school site coordinator at C.H. Bird in Sun Prairie. Um, I, for the past 25 years, um, coming out of the military, active duty, serving my country, uh, I have been a disabled veteran. Uh, I am a disabled veteran, homeless veteran. And now today I am serving my community well. I believe that the reason why I am running is because we need a different voice. We need a voice that needs to be heard across, not just District 16, but across Wisconsin. We are in dire needs right now. COVID-19 has woken up a lot of people Um, We need to have better representation for racial disparities here in our community as well as Wisconsin. I believe that I am that person to serve. Again, I serve my country well. I'm actively serving my community well. And now I want to serve the state of Wisconsin. Thank you. All right, Representative Sargent, your two minutes start whenever you begin speaking. 
Thank you. Um, and I want to thank the Capital Times and Wisconsin Eye for hosting tonight's candidate forum. I am State Representative Melissa Sargent. And over the past seven years, it has been my honor to represent and serve the amazing people of the 48th Assembly District and to work tirelessly for policies that will better our state. And now as a candidate for the 16th Senate District in Wisconsin, I am confident that my experience, compassion and proven leadership will serve our community and we will continue to move forward together. As a state representative, former Dane County Board Supervisor, PTO President, and small business owner, I have worked on policies to improve the lives of Wisconsinites at all levels. I am running to be your next state senator for District 16 because I want to make our state a place where our economy works for everyone and future generations are able to live safely, work and raise a family without fear or sacrificing their health and well-being. I am proud to continue to be a champion for progressive policies that will provide a better future for the hardworking folks of Wisconsin. And I am proud to be working on issues such as affordable housing, raising the minimum wage, securing accessible quality healthcare, addressing disparities and equalities, supporting local businesses and entrepreneurs, and I will continue to be a fierce progressive advocate for the people once elected. I have a proven track record of working with and for the people of our state, and I look forward to continuing this work in the Senate. As a lifelong resident of Dane County, a longtime public servant and proud progressive Democrat, as well as a single mom of four amazing boys, I have been and always will be committed to building a Wisconsin that together will find innovative long-term solutions for our state. I understand the issues and shared values that matter most to the people. And I know that my experience and passion will continue to bring a positive impact for Wisconsin. In the state Senate, I will work tirelessly for the community that I love and continue plant seeds for tomorrow. I'm ready to roll up my sleeves and get to work for you. And I would be honored to earn your vote on August 11th. Thank you both for that. Um, we'll start with a couple of individual questions for each of you. And I'll start with Mr. McKinney since he won the coin flip. Um, so Mr. McKinney, uh, given your position on the school board, how do you think your experience there will shape your approach to education policy and K-12 issues more broadly if you're selected to, to succeed Senator Miller? My proven track record record is that I am a leader. I have been a leader uh, for many years. Uh, we have in Monona Grove School District, my, my constituents voted me to be the two-time school board president to lead on all these issues we're facing in our K-12 system currently. COVID-19 has really hit us hard here. We had to do some innovative uh, things and, and other ways so we can get our kids educated and our staff still involved with the kids. We're still working on some issues here. We're waiting for funding um, so we can work on um, opening up back in the fall safely. What I believe that we need to, to really get that strength up in our school district is to make sure that we do everything possible to safely educate our kids, to safely reopen the schools, to provide all of the necessary equipment and books and, and everything just so we can keep educating our kids. We do not need no defunding of our education we don't need to privatize schools. We need to put all of these resources in to educate our kids so they can have a fair chance out here in the world. As a product of a failed school system in Gary, Indiana, and seeing how the school systems here 
the past 25 years has failed kids. We, I need to roll up my sleeves like I have been doing and getting out here and doing the right thing for the, our students and our community. Thank you, Mr. McKinney. Um, Representative Sargent, at this point, you have 30 seconds, if you want to use it, to weigh in on, on that answer on the issues of schools more broadly. Otherwise, I'll move on to my question for you. Well, I know that our public schools are the cornerstones of our communities, and for too long, they have not had the resources that they need to provide for our future, um, for our kids. Um, and quite frankly, um, over the last 10 years, um, the chipping away and the eroding at union rights for our school teachers, as well as um, solid funding for our kids has not been good. And I have a track record of standing up, listening to youth voice, supporting teachers, and putting our communities first. And we need more of that. Thank you, Representative Sargent. And then at this point, then, Mr. McKinney, if you'd like to um, use 30 seconds to build off of what Representative Sargent said, you may. Otherwise, I will take the opportunity to ask Representative oh. Sargent her question. And also to add on to what she said, the racial disparities that is in our communities. We have low-income housing, single-parent homes, just so much, um, not able to get great, adequate health care kids are not eating. These are a lot of things that we need in our community. And we have had a lot of teachers even come out of pocket that shouldn't have to do that. But we will, we will, over, we will achieve this when I'm your senator. Thank you both. Um, Representative Sargent, the next question is for you. You have two minutes to answer. Um, so you very quickly declared your intentions to run for the seat after Senator Miller announced his plans to retire. If you are elected, how would you build up the policies that you pursued from your time and your continued time in the state assembly? Well, I am a proud and unapologetic progressive Democrat and um, I'm proud of my track record over the last um, seven years in the state assembly and uh, the two terms that I served on the county board. Um, it is very important that we have people who are going to lift up the voices of our communities, make sure that we are providing um, adequate housing for our families, that we are raising minimum wage, that we are ensuring that people have access to health care, um, and that we restore our union rights. This is how we move forward and we lift up our families. Additionally, um, I worked very hard on investing in policies that we're gonna bring Wisconsin forward out of where it is that we have been making sure that we are addressing um, our egregious racial disparities and inequities in Wisconsin, something that we have known about and our Republican leadership has been inactive about addressing them. I know that we need to be taking care of that. Additionally, um, our transit and infrastructure in the state of Wisconsin is behind times and uh, we cannot be continuing to borrow on the backs of our children and their future. These are good jobs that we can be investing in for our future and to continue to move Wisconsin forward. Providing people access to affordable and quality health care is imperative as we move forward. Health care is a human right, and we need to make sure that no one goes without the care that they deserve. And whether it is mental health care, dental health, or comprehensive health care, we have a lot we can do, such as exp expanding health care from the federal government that we have not been doing in the state of Wisconsin. Additionally, we need to plant the seeds for tomorrow in Wisconsin. And I have a record on 
bringing innovative ideas such as legalizing cannabis in the state of Wisconsin, making sure that we're investing in green and renewable energy and supporting entrepreneurs and businesses. These are things that I have done and I will continue to do when elected to the state Senate. Thank you. Mr. McKinney, at this point, you have 30 seconds if you'd want to use them to build off of something Representative Sargent said or, or push back on something she might have said. Well, I can um, agree what she's talking about. However, for these past 10 years, 11 years since Act, you know, Act 10, policies have been failing. What is going on with the Assembly and the Senate that are not coming together to work for the people of Wisconsin? This is the big problem here. They are not respecting each other to work for the people who vote us into these positions to work for the state. Representative Sargent, if you'd like to um, chime in, you may. Absolutely. Um, Wisconsin is one of the most gerrymandered states in our nation, and we need to make sure that we have fair legislative districts um, drawn in the best interest of the people. Politicians should not be choosing their voters. The voters should be choosing their elected officials, their policymakers. And that was one of the very first policies that I put forward as a freshman um, legislator in the Capitol building. And unfortunately, due to gerrymandering, our Republican colleagues, Speaker Boss and Leader Fitzgerald, have all of the power in their hands. And I am grateful for the leadership that Governor Evers has provided and for what it is that we as Democrats have done for the state of Wisconsin. Thank you both. Um, Mr. McKinney, this next question is for you. You had originally announced your plans to run for the seat as an independent. Why did you decide to change your party affi affiliation and run as a Democrat? I had to learn the hard way that this is a two-party system. That's unfortunate. It should have never been like that. I don't know when it started. And it is very frustrating for a lot of people out there. A lot of constituents that I have talked to have independent values. However, they can either fall a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right. However, these things working together with other senators and assembly should come together to help the people to get the win-win situations out. This should not, I should not have chosen it, but I did choose this way because I want to serve and get things done. This is it's utterly ridiculous. I'm not taking anything from Melissa. However, I, I am a stronger person to come in there and get things done. I get the respect from my peers, people I work with, and the community. I believe that being the next state senator, I can get all of these Republican and Democrats together to work on these issues so it can be a better tomorrow for our future. Our kids are looking at the news. They see stuff happening every day. I'm not going to even go and mention what's going on in the White House. But for here in this state, we need to get things done. I am the person to get things done. I can work on both ends, get these things done, and we can have a better Wisconsin. It was a time my mother, a single parent, moved us up here for my last two years of high school to get out of a rough area. It was the greatest place to live for about three times. Madison was the greatest place to live. It needs to be like that again. Wisconsin needs to be the greatest place to live. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Representative Sargent, if you'd like to weigh in. 
Absolutely. I'm never going to apologize about being a progressive Democrat. Um, but I also um, am very proud of my track record of having strong um, bipartisan success stories in the state Capitol building. Um, despite my differences with many of my colleagues in the Capitol building, despite the fact that we may vote for different presidents and governors, it has been a pleasure to work with many of them and be able to pass bipartisan bills in the best interest of the people of the state of Wisconsin. And I will continue doing that when elected as the next state senator. Mr. McKinney, feel free to weigh in. Once again, we need across the table agreements to get this state moving again. We need to end all the racial disparities in healthcare, in education, in the community, and as a veteran. It's too much going on right now. And I know that being your state senator, proven track record across the board, that I know I can get this job done. Thank you both. Last question for you um, is uh, for you, Representative Sergeant. Um, you had talked about obviously your track record um, working across the aisle, but you're um, very well known for also your your push to fully legalize marijuana in Wisconsin. Um, you've also notably pushed for women's health initiatives. You face a lot of resistance in those areas, though. Um, do you plan on continuing that work in the state Senate despite um, what could likely be complete Republican control in both chambers again? Absolutely. I am proud of my track record and I am proud of the work that I have done on behalf of the people of the state of Wisconsin. Um, the only place that these issues are partisan, unfortunately, is in the Capitol building. The vast majority of the people across the state of Wisconsin support fully legalizing cannabis for recreational as well as medicinal purposes. This is a billion dollar industry that is knocking on the doors of the state of Wisconsin. And unfortunately, we are now an island of prohibition. This is not how we move forward. This is not how we invest in our future and invest in our kids. Um, this is not how we address racial disparities and it's not how it is that we bring an additional tax base in so that we can um, invest in our schools and our, uh, our roads and our um, infrastructure. Additionally, I'm never gonna apologize for standing up on the sides of survivors and, as, and on the sides of women. Um, women's health and um, survivors of sexual assault and sexual violence absolutely need people to be standing up um, unapologetically um, and fiercely advocating for policy changes, whether it's providing menstrual products in bathrooms um, of our public buildings, whether it is making sure that all of our rape kits are tested within a reasonable amount of time, um, whether it is providing um, teen dating violence and healthy relationship curriculums within our public schools. These are nonpartisan issues that are actually supported by many of my Republican colleagues in the Capitol building, but because of the divisiveness of Speaker Voss and Leader Fitzgerald, we are not able to get them done. I am proud of my track record on these issues and I will continue to be an outspoken and um, tenacious champion for the people of our state and what it is that matters to them. Restoring unions, raising our minimum wage to $15 an hour, providing health care to folks in the state of Wisconsin, ensuring that we have green renew renewable energy um, in order to move ourselves forward as a state and as a nation. We can be leaders and the people of our state are ahead of our politicians, and we need to be those voices as elected officials. Thank you, Representative. Uh, Mr. McKinney, would you like to weigh in? I fully agree with Melissa. However, we do not get into office to be powerful. We come into office to help our community, to help the people 
And that is a huge problem. This is a very, very important election. And we need to work across lines. The people want us to work for them. Doggone, we need to work for them. No more power tripping. I need to be there to get this stuff done. Representative Sergeant. I am proud of my track record of working with my colleagues in a bipartisan manner in order to pass many pieces of legislation um, as a state representative. And I am also very proud of being a voice of and for the people of the state of Wisconsin. On the ceiling of the governor's conference room reads, the will of the people is the law of the land. The people of the district, the people of the state of Wisconsin are our, our bosses. And I have heard them. I have had the opportunity to meet with them and I will continue to meet with them and lift up what it is that matters most to them in order to move our state forward. Thank you both. Um, now we're gonna switch gears and move to a short lightning round of questions to give listeners a sense of what each of you are like just beyond policy. Um, don't think too hard or too long on these, on these answers. Uh, Mr. McKinney, we'll start with you. Um, tell us, what's something new you've tried during the pandemic? What have I tried? Yeah, something new that you've tried. Um, would you believe that I have tried to work in my backyard? It is <laughs> How's that <done>. going? <laughs> okay. No, but serious, trying to um, really navigate and keeping in with my students that I work with at uh, CH Bird, and also working with my constituents at the uh, Monona Grove School Board. This virtual um, meetings started off kind of you know, it was bad, but it, it really smoothed out. And it was, it's very different. And um, I think that people are starting to get used to it. And it's been, and then I think it's been really, really fun. I would like to go back to somewhat of a normalcy, <laughs> but if not, I would keep continuing to do this and keep in contact with my kids and my staff so we could just keep planning out what we need to do out here uh, to educate our kids and to get our community involved in different types of ways and just keep working at it. That's, that's what we could do right now. <laughs> Representative Sargent, same question to you. What's something new you've tried during the pandemic? Well, certainly being in our, in our house, um, me and my boys have had the opportunity to try a lot of new different recipes and cooking. Um, it's been fun for me to be able to spend some more time with them um, and to try different meals um, and watch them grow as uh, cooks and chefs. I enjoy uh, having them uh, be able to feed me as I've been feeding them for so long. <laughs> yeah. All right, Representative Sargent, I'll go back to you for, for this one. It's a, little, it's a little tricky, but who would you say your political hero is? Oh my goodness. So my political hero is actually the young people that I've had the opportunity to meet over the years. Um, I spent an awful lot of time in our schools, um, daycares, elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools. Um, just yesterday, I was a judge, um, a, a guest at the Mitva Challenge, which is a national group that provides youth voice. Um, and these young people, they amaze me, and they are really my heroes and who it is that I look up to in the work that I do. Mr. McKinney, same question for you. Who would you say your political hero is? It would be former President Barack Obama. Uh, coming from the inner cities of Chicago, of where he came from, and moving up to where he is today, 
serving eight years as a fine president, outstanding president, and going and still working in the communities, not putting the back end to anything, always out there greeting, meeting people. And it's almost like I emulate him a little bit because that's what I do. I love talking with people. For the past 25 years since I've been out the military, being homeless to now, it was all about people. It was the community. And I love them all. I can't name, because I don't have that much time, but so many people that was part of it. And watching a young Barack Obama run for president win gave me a hope that I can run for an office and that possibly I can win and do the same thing for my community. Thank you. Thank you. Um, last lightning round question for both of you. I'll start with, with you, Mr. Bikini, again. What are you currently reading or watching? <laughs> you know I have to watch CNN like every day just to keep up with everything that is going on around this world. But I also have to watch our local channels to keep up with what's going on here. It has been some unfortunate, unfortunate things going on from protests to riot, to rebellion. A lot of this stuff needs to, we really need to get a grasp on it. We really need to bring these young people. A lot of these young people are so far off and not understanding their history, black history, Asian history, Hispanic, Latino history. If the kids know this stuff, I think protests will be a little bit better and don't turn into riots when you have other groups that come in here and fuel in the fire to get them upset of something that they don't understand. This is why I keep watching the news and hopefully one day I can get out here and talk with these young people because they are the future. I am 40 plus 11 years old right now. It's their world. And I want them to understand what's going on here. And I want them to be fighters. And I want them to have an opportunity to run for offices like this. If I can do it, I know they can. So I keep up with the news and hopefully I can get out here and start talking in a safe manner because of COVID-19. But to have things like this, to talk with a lot of young people to say, it's your world, let's get it better for the future because I'm gonna be leaving. We don't know when I'm leaving but I want them to have a great future. Thank you. Representative Sargent, um, same question to you. What's something new you've, or sorry, what, what are you currently reading or watching? Um, I am currently reading with my 10 year old son, the Harry Potter series. Um, we are really enjoying those books. I've had the opportunity to read them with my older boys and it is his turn. Um, we take turns reading different pages and different chapters to each other. And it's an awful lot of fun watching that world open up for him. Yeah, what a journey of discovery. Well, you know, I kind of grew up on Harry Potter books too, but I suppose that's a millennial trope right now. So I'll, I'll keep it to myself. Um, <laughs> we'll move on now to um, the questions for, for both of you. Um, let me introduce it first a little bit. Many of these questions come from what we're calling our people's agenda. So that's something that we've launched recently to help guide stories we cover during this election cycle and beyond based on reader and community input. 
while we haven't published our results yet, we are already noticing some common questions among respondents that we wanted to make sure that we asked you both about tonight. Um, so our first one, and I, I, I think we're, maybe we're at Mr. McKinney, <laughs> um, but I would say our, our first one is about work to overhaul law enforcement and justice system procedures. We got quite a few different questions about that. And, you know, we're, we're seeing local community discussions across Wisconsin, but what role should the state play in changing policing procedures or perhaps diverting funding away from law enforcement to other services, which is another thing that we're seeing some protesters demand. Um, Mr. McKinney, you have two minutes and then Representative Sergeant, you have two minutes. So feel free to start whenever you're, you're ready, Mr. McKinney. Okay, not only does the state have uh, a responsibility, the community has a responsibility. I believe that defunding is a bad term. I would like to say reallocating funds, helping to strengthen the hiring process, have community people be on those hiring boards to find out what they're going to get into their community that's going to police their community. Also, I think that reallocating some funds to help in desperate need of communities out here in, in our so-called low-income communities, the ones that's always targeted where police go in, where things are supposed to happen all the time. I know this coming from Gary, Indiana, we were living in a poor area and I thank my mother for moving me up here. Uh, I didn't understand it at the time, but to come from failing areas and then to come here to have a breath of fresh air to start over, but now, after being out of the military for these past 25 years, it seems like it has been getting worse. So I don't know if policies have been failing, leadership has been failing, we can still get it back. And I believe that reallocating funds to help train, recruit minority police officers, and just working out here in the communities and giving them an opportunity, I think that this can work. We just need to get this opportunity going. We need to stop, we need to stop the protests and stuff. We need to get action going right now. This is what everyone's asking. They want action. We need to get action right now. Thank you. Represent Representative Sargent, what role should the state play in changing policing procedures or perhaps diverting funding away from law enforcement to other services? Absolutely. This is a very important question. Um, in Wisconsin, in fact, across the United States, we've seen how police organizations have unjustly and disproportionately targeted our Black and people of color. And you don't need to look farther than the NAACP statistics that show that black men are five times more likely to be incarcerated than white men for the exact same crime. I know that we need to address this injustice. And while I don't have all the answers, and because I am running to be a legislator, to work with other members, as well as to make sure that people have a seat at the table, including people of color, and people who, including um, scientists that have studied these issues for a long time, I know that we need to restructure policing and the police use of force in our communities. We've lost too many lives due to the improper use of force. And what happened to George Floyd, what happened to Brianna and numerous other people is abhorrent and we cannot continue to have this. It is unacceptable for this to be continuing and happening in our communities. We must be investing in mental health services. 
providing people access to addiction and recovery services and community services at all levels within our schools and within our communities. We need to stop sending them into one area and allowing people to have access to them where it is that they live. This isn't gonna be easy. In fact, many people are very uncomfortable with these conversations, but we do need to re fundamentally rethink how it is that we are doing things and how our systems work and how it is that they are not working in order for our state and our cities and our nation to be able to go forward. Moreover, more importantly, we need to be listening to the voices of those that are most harmed by our current systems. The black communities and others who have been systematically targeted by police more than deserve to have their voices heard and to be directly involved in solving these problems and coming up with the reforms that we embrace. Thank you both. At this time, then, we still allow the 30-second uh, rebuttal or, I guess, input of information um, from each of the candidates. So, Mr. McKinney, if you'd like to use 30 seconds to build off of what Representative Sargent said, feel free. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's, uh, I'm hoping you're aware that I am a 6'7 Black man, so mm -hmm. I have faced these uh, disparities uh, by police force. However, there are bad apples in everywhere. I'm not going to shut out the police officers because they're here to protect and serve like I did with my country. However, we need better leadership and we need to protect not only Black, but there's Hispanic Latinos as well that they can't even speak up because they're afraid that they may get deported. So I have, since Martin Luther King's been assassinated, I've been living this for years. This is nothing new. Representative Sargent, if you'd like to use 30 seconds, go ahead. The simple fact is that our current system is not working. It is not working justly, and it is not working. And we need to make sure that as policymakers, we are standing up and we are making adjustments to the reform system and reforming the system that is currently there. Um, we cannot sit idly by. The history of police brutality is a real thing, and the people of Wisconsin deserve better. All Wisconsinites deserve to be safe where it is that they live, work, and play, and everyone deserves to have their voices heard. I have a history of working with the people of my community as well as leaders, and I will continue doing that once elected to the Senate. Thank you both. This podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences. Join the Madison-based team working to lead earlier cancer detection. Visit exactsciences.com to view the company's hundreds of open jobs. I want to ask a question now about specific policies that we're seeing being proposed. Um, Governor Tony Evers and Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes last week released nine bills that they want to see the state act on. Um, and they, it's a variety of different ones, so I'll only list a few. But one would ban the use of chokeholds by police, only allow deadly force as a last resort, bar no-knock search warrants, increase training requirements for police on use of force and de-escalation um, techniques, and, you know, a bunch of other ones. I want to ask, do those proposals go far enough, and are there more policies the state should be looking at? Representative Sargent, let's start with you. Um, I am very pleased with uh, the policies that were proposed by Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes and Governor Tony Evers. Um, many of these are policies that my colleagues um, in the legislature have been working on, and I am proud to be authors of those that have been introduced and supportive of those that have not been introduced. Additionally, being able to work with my um, colleagues um, 
in the Capitol building that are part of the Black and Latino Caucus um, in lifting up what it is that they are asking us to do is vital in the state of Wisconsin. Um, additionally, spending time in the community and listening to the people that are most directly harmed and making sure that they have their voices heard and that they do have a seat at the table. Um, I remember when I was about 10 years old, my dad um, sitting my little brother down and having the talk with him. And I realized that I wasn't having that talk because I was a white girl and he was a black boy. Um, that fundamentally changed me. And there are too many people that are continuing to have that talk. And Andrew, I'm sure you've had that talk with your kids and probably your mom had it with you. Mm -hmm. um, this is decades later. Uh, we are continuing to fail. Um, and certainly these policies are a good and important first step, but I know that we can do more and we can do better. And in order to do that, we need to make sure that we are expanding the table and providing opportunities for people who don't typically have a seat at the table to be there and to bring their voices and their ideas forward in the policymaking process. Thank you. Mr. McKinney, um, the proposals that were brought by Governor Evers and Lieutenant Governor Barnes, do they go far enough? And are there more policies the state should be looking at? Thank you. That's, that's a very good question. Um, it's a start. Okay, it's a start. However, we can still build on it. The most important thing is when you're building on something like this, you really need to get your community leaders involved. Um, school board members, CEOs, um, Black, Latino, Hispanic, Hmong, all of them. Every community leader needs to be part of this. They need to learn and understand these policies and procedures that policemen do help change the narrative and focus on doing the right thing at arrest or booking or whatever they need to do. These things need to happen. Also, these this is a great opportunity for minorities to be recruited as policemen, to protect and serve not to empower and enslave. That's your job. The police is here to protect and serve. The same thing as a veteran, I protected and served this country well, and I am more than happy reaching out to the governor and the lieutenant governor. I'm right here. I've had a voice for a long time, and no one has reached out. I don't know why, but I'm here. And these are the things that needs to happen because my son, who's 10, at six years old, when I got pulled over by the police, a six-year-old said, Dad, are you going to get shot crying? That's horrible. When he wanted to be a police officer. I'm not going to let him ruin his dream on that. Things have to change and I'm more than willing to help out. And that's what I do as a state senator. Thank you, Mr. McKinney. Um, Representative Sargent, would you like to take 30 seconds to expand on, on anything you were saying? Absolutely. Um, it's really clear that we have a public health issue here um, and we are living within a crisis. Um, many of the policies that we, I have been fighting for um, and that my colleagues have fought for um, would have helped prevent the situation that we are finding ourselves in making sure that people have access to housing, housing is a human right, increasing wages, providing and investing in maternal and infant health care, making sure that we are providing access to affordable transportation, 
we need to be lifting up all of our communities and addressing the fact that we have horrible racial disparities while at the same time making sure that we are holding our police force accountable. Thank you. Um, Mr. McKinney, if you'd like to take 30 seconds. Also, I can add on to that. Um, healthcare for low income and seniors. We can't forget about them. We got to expand that Medicaid. Taking care of our mothers and grandmothers right now and grandparents, that's a plus. We have to, um, single parent homes, which has grown from 23% to 60s to 74%. Mental health, all of this stuff. There's so much out here that we need to work on. And I am going, I'm, I'm going to work on them. Whether I'm to be your senator or I'm still going to work on them today. Thank you. Thank you both. Um, what's really driving this dialogue right now are the protests and demonstration, demonstrations that we're seeing in Madison, across the state and across the nation. Um, after weeks of peaceful protests here in Madison, events late last night and early this morning took a turn and um, Senator Miller in a statement today characterized the activity as quote mayhem and quote not the actions of people who seek justice. Um, do you agree with Senator Miller's assessments of the events and what do you think of the protest movement as a whole? Um, Mr. McKinney, let's start with you. That's a very good question. And I would, I would agree to a certain extent. However, we do have certain groups out there, far left, far right, whatever, that is agitating young people. People who are not aware of how to do civil protests and then it comes out to be rioters. It's not their fault. It's these agitators that come from another state or homegrown right here in Wisconsin. And it makes us look bad, not just Wisconsin, but nationwide. How do we get that done? We need to ask the protesters at one time, let's bring it all together. Let's talk this out. Let your legislation, legislators and your state senators work on these issues so we can start getting it better. We have to stop tearing up small businesses we have to stop looting. We have to stop. It is very hurtful. And again, the education piece on this is that there are a lot of our kids, minorities, Black, Hispanic, Latino, Asian, they don't get their history taught to them here. They don't understand peaceful marching. They see what goes on and they run with it. And it's unfortunate that in here, this time of technology is twisting a lot of these kids' minds and they just need help. They need guidance. And I, would, I've, I still talk to some of my former students and some of my current students to be careful what you do. If you go out there, be careful, be safe-minded, do the right thing. That's all I ask. And come back home safely. Don't get involved in this far left, far right groups that come in and agitate you. Thank you. Thank you. Representative Sargent, same question to you. Um, this, these were characterized by Senator Miller as mayhem, at least the events of last night and early this morning and not the actions of people that want to seek justice. Do you agree? And what do you think of the protests as a whole? Well, both in Wisconsin and across the United States, too many black lives have been lost and harmed 
due to unfair biases, prejudice, and systematic racism. And what it is that I know is that folks are standing up and they want to be heard and they want to make sure that we are fighting and moving towards equity and equality. Um, these protests are a response to the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and so many other Black lives that have been harmed and cut too short. And there is deep passion and real anger. And I too am angry. Um, Wisconsin is the most segregated state in the nation. And we need to have policymakers that are going to do more to protect our Black neighbors and people of color and all of the communities. And I have been a dedicated ally of the Black Lives Matter movement, and I have a track record working tirelessly to address the harmful disparities and inequalities in our state. And I'm going to continue to do that once elected to the Senate. Now, there have been some egregious and very confusing actions that have been taken um, through these protests, but we cannot let that cloud what the reality is. The reality is that Black lives do matter, and too many people are being harmed by the system that currently exists. And I'm not going to let us lose fact, lose, lose sight of that fact. And I'm going to continue to be a champion for hearing those voices and making sure that we are advocating for real change, including providing a living wage to our community, health care for everyone, criminal justice reform, housing, and transportation. We need to end the prohibition and criminalization of cannabis in the state of Wisconsin as well. The economic, environmental, and racial injustices that we are seeing in the state of Wisconsin are real, and we need fierce, unapologetic advocates in order to make that change. While it's really difficult to be able to understand damage and destruction that occurs in our community, and I don't condone violence that occurs at all, um, I don't wish harm on anyone, but we can't forget the reason of these protests. And we need to make sure that the voices are heard, and too many people are not feeling that their voices are heard currently. Thank you. Uh, Mr. McKinney, if you want to use 30 seconds to expand upon what you said before or um, respond to something Representative Sargent said, feel free. COVID-19 stopped everything to wake up the world of what has been going on with Black men. It doesn't even stop with just Black men, Hispanic, Latino men who can't speak for themselves. This has been going on for years, ever since Martin Luther King's been assassinated. And I've lived with this for a long time, and it has to stop. And out here to my white allies and friends who get pushback from their own families, continue to fight with us. Continue to fight with me. I love you. You're my brothers and sisters. We're going to keep this going and make this a better place. Thank you. Representative Sargent. I know that we need to come together to do more to address the racial disparities and inequalities for black people and people of color in our communities. I know that everyone deserves to feel safe where they live, where they work and where they play and that they can dream and know that they're actually gonna be able to achieve those dreams, that they're gonna be able to grow up and that they're gonna be able to raise a family. These are fundamental to Wisconsin's values. And I have a track record of working towards these. And I know that there's plenty more work to do in order to address these injustices that are long overdue in our state. I'm going to continue to defend the rights and fight for equality for Black community, people of color, and others that are in marginalized groups across the state of Wisconsin. Thank you both. Um, at the top of the segment, if you recall back to that, I talked about the People's Agenda initiative that we're pushing. One of the things 
things that um, we heard from from respondents uh, preliminarily is, uh, you know, a lot of concern about the impact of COVID-19. Um, whoever is ultimately elected will be joining the Senate as the next biennial budget is being written. And there are many outstanding questions about COVID-19's impact on the state's revenue streams. Um, Representative Sargent, this question is for you first, but what should state officials be prioritizing as they make what will likely be tough spending decisions during that process? Certainly, these are uncertain and unprecedented times for all of us. I've not ever lived through a global pandemic, and I don't think any of us that are on the call probably have. Um, whether we're worried about a vulnerable family member's health or our own financial security, our current public health emergency has us all on edge and concerned about our future and what it is that our state is going to be able to do in order to be able to move forward. Every single elected official needs to live up to their oath of office to help their community through this public health crisis, and I am committed to that oath. Unfortunately, the GOP-controlled legislature has not done enough to support Wisconsin's families that has exasperated many of the concerns that we're seeing. We're rolling back our union rights, not keeping our living wage up to where it needs to be, not providing people housing as a human right, not accepting our healthcare dollars. Democracy depends on the fact that the people of our state's voices are heard. And these are nonpartisan issues that the people of the state of Wisconsin are asking us to take up. And if we had taken these up, we would not be where it is that we are. I will continue to fight for these. We need policies that are going to be moving our state forward, making sure that Wisconsin's families are supported, as well as supporting our businesses. We can work together to, to do that. It is not going to be easy, certainly. But if we've been able to give billion-dollar handouts to um, special interest groups, to millionaires and powerful people, as well as to um, Foxconn, certainly we should be re-evaluating re how it is that we are spending our money. Budgets are about values. We need to be investing in our schools, we need to be investing in our seniors, and we need to be investing in one another in order to move ourselves forward. A green and renewable economy is one way we can do that. Legalizing cannabis is another way that we can do that. Accepting the federal health care dollars to close the gap in health care is a third way that we can do that. Wisconsin certainly is innovative. We have been leaders in many ways, and we can be leaders on how it is that we address the COVID crisis in our state. Thank you. Mr. McKinney, same question for you. What should state officials be prioritizing as they make what will likely be tough spending decisions during the budget process? That's a good question. And yes, it is going to be tough. Currently, Wisconsin's ranked number one in racial disparities. We're ranked 27th in education across the globe. We have the most incarcerated black man. The No Child Left Behind for Education has failed. We have lower wages across Wisconsin. The healthcare system low, for low-income seniors and for veterans is not good. Systemic mm -hmm. racial inequalities is going on right now and has been going on for years and it has gotten worse. We need new blood. We need fresh blood. We need new ideas in these offices right now. And this is one of the main reasons why I'm running because we have a lot of the politicians that are comfortable in their positions they say or come out and say, yes, we need to do, and nothing gets done. My proven track record, I get things done 
at the Monona Grove School District. We are flourishing and we can do, and we're gonna do a lot more. That's leadership. That's leadership that we don't have right now currently in our state Senate or in our assembly. It's always arguing. No one is coming to the table to agree on anything and nothing gets done. We need new people. We need to look at this new budget. We need to put it in the right places. We need to listen to our community. We need to get it working. Wisconsin will be the best place to live in the United States. I need to be in the office and I am going to do that and serve you. Thank you. Representative Sargent, if you'd like to take 30 seconds. I think it's vital that we realize this pandemic of COVID is not over. We are still living in, um, we are still living with COVID in our communities. In fact, we've seen a very large spikes here in Dane County and across our nation. Um, we need to make sure that we are addressing um, health and safety for the people in our communities and those on the front line. Um, and we need to make sure that we are putting our money and our budgets where it is that it matters. I'm gonna stand with our, um, our nurses and our public health workers as I have, um, and I am gonna stand with policymakers to make sure that we are investing our resources where it is that we can make the best impact on the people of our state. Thank you, Mr. McKinney. Yes, I believe that the, the COVID-19 will not stop, just like wars. When I went into the Gulf War, that was a pandemic in itself. No one was ready, no one was prepared. Now we have these opportunities to learn from it, to prepare ourselves for something else that will come in the future. We can make these policies so we can prepare ourselves so we don't go through this again. It has hurt a lot of small businesses. It has hurt people around this great state. But as a senator, your senator, we will get this done. Thank you both. I'm going to sneak in one last question before we move to closing remarks. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But the last, <laughs> the last people's agenda sort of topic that we, we heard a lot about was was actually in regards to climate change. Um, respondents were curious about what steps candidates would take and how they would use their platforms to convince others to care about this issue. Um, at the state level, Governor Evers has created a climate change task force. He's formed an office of sustainability and clean energy, and he set a goal of eliminating carbon-based fuels by 2050. How would you want to build or how would you want to have the state build off of those initiatives? Um, Mr. McKinney, let's start with you. That's a very great, great question. You know, since this COVID-19, my cousin in California said that now they can see the stars in the afternoon. So the smog is clear. That means that there was no cars out there running on Interstate 10 to smog up L.A., I have traveled across the world and saw third world countries that do not have clean water and efficient lights and everything. United States, we have it all. We are really spoiled. However, how in the world do red line districts, poor neighborhoods get poor, get poor water? In this nation, why is it that our minority, low-income communities suffer from this? Am I for clean energy? Yes, absolutely. We need it. 
We need for earth to heal. We need to get those beautiful winters back. We need those beautiful summers back. We need to take care of our future and our kids. What will I do? I know only the basics. However, as a senator being elected, we'll look at those policies. We'll listen to the community. We'll listen to the cons cons uh, conservation groups, the green groups, to see what we can do. Tony Evers did put out that he want clean energy by 2050. I hope that we can get it that way. It's just big businesses. It's going to really be hardcore because we're going to be messing with their profits. That's the reality. But I do want to see things change for our future, for our kids. Thank you. Representative Sargent, same question. How do you want to see the state build off of the efforts um, Governor Evers has enacted over the last year? It's really clear that COVID has woken up the world to our environmental concerns. Um, we are hearing stories about animals that are being sighted in communities that they haven't been seen, um, that plants are growing in places where they haven't been for a long time, that people can see mountains um, from miles away that they haven't seen for, for many for many, many decades. Um, we need common sense solutions to invest in a green energy plan um, and a, a green jobs plan, quite frankly. Um, Governor Evers announced this week that we are well on our way to being able to achieve um, his goal of green and renewable energy this week. And that is exciting um, that we can do that. But again, I believe that we can do this even faster. Um, I have had the opportunity to serve on um, the Energy Committee in the State Capitol Building, and it is heartwarming to me to see how it is that our um, private sector is actually leading in these conversations, investing in solar, investing in renewable energy um, within their businesses. And I know that this is a great industry as well for our young people to be able to get into. It is a job creator, um, very much like the New Deal was a job creator um, during another crisis that we faced as a nation, we have the ability to have a Green New Deal here in our country, and Wisconsin can be a leader with that. Um, this is how we create jobs, and it is how it is that we address our climate crisis um, and our environmental crisis here in the state of Wisconsin. Our young people deserve to have clean air, clean water, and an environment that they can hunt, fish, and hike in. Um, and it's going to take all of us as policymakers to continue to make this to be a priority, um, as well as the ability to create jobs. Um, our private sector is leading here. Um, it's time for the public sector to hear them and, and, and join in this movement. Thank you. Mr. McKinney, would you like to take 30 seconds to uh, respond or, or elaborate on your answer? Oh, I, and I totally agree with Melissa um, that, yes, the Green Deal can create a lot of jobs. Uh, but I don't want anyone out there to be misconstrued that it's not going to create jobs for everyone. That's the reality. And it is unfortunate. But again, getting these jobs, having clean water, clean air, having things grow, letting Mother Earth heal herself, we need that. And we need it more than ever. Representative Sergeant, go ahead. 
I look forward to continuing to work with industry leaders as well as our high schools and tech schools and our unions um, in order to implement common sense solutions that will address our long-term needs um, for jobs as well as addressing the climate crisis that we are facing. Um, this is our only home um, and we need to be taking care of it. Uh, clear, um, clear skies, fresh water, and an environment that we can all be proud of is part of the Wisconsin way. That's how it is that we define ourselves. Uh, many people see Wisconsin as one of those pristine places. And I look forward to being able to continue to move us forward in that direction. Thank you both. And thanks for letting me sneak another question in there. Now we'll move on to closing remarks. And Representative, Representative Sergeant, you get to go first. You have two minutes. Well, I wanna thank you all for tuning in tonight. Um, I wanna thank Andrew as well as um, the Capital Times and the Wisconsin Eye for hosting us. Over the past seven years, it has been my honor to represent and serve the amazing people of the 48th District and to work tirelessly for policy changes that better our state. I love Wisconsin and I am so proud to call it home. And that's why I'm running to be your next state Senator. I am confident that my experience, my compassion and my proven leadership will serve our community as we continue to move forward together. As a state representative, former Dane County Board Supervisor, PTO President and small business owner, I have led on policies to improve the lives of all Wisconsinites at all levels. I'm running now to be the next state Senator for District 16 because I wanna make sure that our state is a place where our economy works for everyone and future generations are able to be safe, to live, work and raise a family without any fear or without sacrificing their health and well-being. I am proud to be a champion for progressive policies that will provide for a better future for the hardworking folks all across Wisconsin. I have a proven track record of working with and for the people of our state, and I look forward to continuing this work in the Wisconsin State Senate. I am so honored to be endorsed by Congressman Pocan, as well as current and former mayors from across the district, legislators from across our great state, local electeds, including county board members, school board members, alders, trustees, and countless other everyday folks from across the Senate district. And I would be so honored to have your support in your vote on August 11th, because I know that we are stronger together. Please feel to reach out to me at melissaforwisconsin at gmail.com if you do have any questions or want follow-up. And please remember to request your absentee ballot today at myvote.wi.gov. We are in a pandemic after all. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. McKinney, you have two minutes. Yes, again, I'd like to thank the Cap Times for hosting this. Melissa, it's always a pleasure to see you. Per girl is for life. Mr. McPike would be proud of us. Yes, he would. I just want to say I'm the new kid on the block in this, but I do have the experience of working with policies, working with our community. And as your state senator, I'm going to keep doing that thing. The same thing that I've always done, being a great leader, listening to the community, and getting the job done, making things right. Wisconsin's a wonderful place. We can make it better. We know that we lack leadership around. We know that we're ranked number one in racial disparities. We have so much, but as I run, as I say, for, vet, for education, for veterans, and for community, and with the healthcare that we need out here and the racial inequities, I know that I am the one that can get things done. I want to thank everyone. And my first endorsement that I got was the 660 people that signed 
my nomination form to get me on the ballot, which tells me that they do believe in me, which I believe in them. And I love each and every one of you for thank, uh, thanking, and thanking you for bringing me here at this moment. I love and thank my wife of 17 years and this beautiful home that I'm living in as of today, 15 years, and my wonderful kids and everyone out there that has supported me all my life from a homeless veteran to now. Please vote. And if it's not for me, you vote for the right candidate for you. Thank you so much. Thank you both so much for participating this evening and thanks to everyone who tuned in. Um, once again, the primary between these two candidates is, is on August 11th and the winner of that election will go on to face Republican Scott Barker in November. If, if you have questions or key issues you want candidates for office to address, please check out the People's Agenda uh, referenced extensively during this event. <laughs> I, I see that sign. <laughs> Very subtle messaging there. Um, anyway, anyone who's interested in filling out an issue or a question for the People's Agenda can go to go.captimes.com slash PA and keep an eye out at the Cap Times for more candidate forums in the coming months across the three other open legislative seats in Dane County. Thanks, everyone, again, and have a good night. Thank you. Have a good one, everybody. Be safe. This podcast has been brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. Once again, be sure to learn more at exactsciences.com.